Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jerry Springer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Hey, we we went through. We almost didn't get here. I know. Talk I know. about. I'm going to always remember this as the flood of '18. Yeah. <laughs> Hard rain's going to fall. Hard rain fell in Ludlow, Kentucky, A the home of Folk down. School Coffee Parlor, and we had to work our way around trees, and uh, it was very dangerous. I almost got wet. <laughs> really a yeah. frightening, frightening thing. Harrowing experience for you, I'm sure. But the hotel did lend me an umbrella. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. that, that really was pretty wimpy. Yeah. I mean, there were all these people crowded in the lobby. I mean, the storm was there for, what, 20 minutes or whatever. Just yeah. Came down, down. Hard, yeah. And everyone just kind of handled it. And I go up there, for can I have an umbrella? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I go out there and I want to get my shoes wet. There's kind of an entitlement thing because I, the drill is I'll <laughs> go from my condo, which is in Ludlow, over to, see, I just blew my bit. I claim I live in a double wide, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's it. took it. you three years, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> three yeah. years you I kept mean, that up. I mean, 83 Plymouth Reliant. Kick car. Anyway. Uh, I left my condo. It, it's at the Pinnacle, by the way. It's a penthouse. Yeah, that. it's pretty nice. So I it drove, is, it's very nice. And I drove Which over. Means we got to reassess uh, how much we're paying. And got yeah. And so I drive Jerry over here, and often it's raining. We do this show year round, yeah. and we get here and we pull up, and I'm an outdoorsy type, so I've got. I got a Gore-Tex. Where the hell is that? Oh, I left it in the car. Got kind of a Gore-Tex parka <laughs> stuff. And I always look at Jerry like the, the entitlement thing is, well, can't you park inside the folk school coffee parlor so I can just get out and sit down? And I'm like, don't you have a collapsible umbrella or something? He has no, 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 no preparation for anything. Well, you can no. ask people to back away from the sidewalk so the car can get up on the sidewalk. And then if you just get the right angle, I could walk right out of the car into here without getting wet. Or someone could come out and pick you up with an umbrella, like physically pick you up and bring you in. That could yeah. help, too. Is that a possibility? <laughs> Matt? <laughs> hey, Catfish, new job. Yeah, new job. <laughs> yeah, boy, that's funny. That makes me think of an idea I got. It, it was something I like about me. It's got a lot of ideas. What makes you... <laughs> something you know, I like about me. I want to find I, a thing that makes you think. And Megan, you're an HR professional, and, uh, and Jerry's skirting around the edges of this. The adventure we had driving over here in a hard rain. But is it not true that corporations even spend money to do activities within the workday for bonding? Oh, absolutely. Oh, Team yeah. Building. People go on retreats. And why do they do retreats? that? Because it fosters a more trusting environment, and you can get to know your teammates better, and okay. just overall helps the environment at work. And and you, as a HR professional, you would agree with that? Absolutely, I You would. think that would be a good thing? I think it would, yes. Haven't you noticed a stark thing that we three, you, Jerry, and I, have never done any team building? We really, truly have and not. There the is point? no camaraderie. Well, she just Why? said what the point was. <laughs> it, the point is to build teamwork. Rapport. And rapport outside the dots of the workday. The so confines you, of yeah. our workday. It's pretty and, and stressful. It, yeah. <laughs> the, the hour we spend together every week isn't enough? <laughs> we did what, go to Cuba. What's the plus? Oh, that was pretty good. That was yeah. a good team what's building. What's the plus? <laughs> <That's pretty> bonding. <laughs> 
Yes. He's so old school. Yeah. You and I are new school, and yes. we, you know, yes. we're we're, we're uh, at bonding. The edge. Another thing to put on the schedule. What are yeah. you doing today, honey? I got to go out and bond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe when you hear my idea, you'll yeah. go, oh. "Well, that's different. I'll do that." Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's that, be my that response. other. It's usually people's <laughs> yeah. responses to your other ideas. stuff. No, but that's that I will idea. do. Yeah. Uh, I got this idea. We go over to pick a company. Let's say it's Hertz Car Rental. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, look, Megan, we go in and we rent a car. Of course. One week, unlimited mileage. No. And we show those MFs how many miles we can put on a rental car in a week. And we drive around America like a big loop. And we just drive and drive. We stop for, you know, run and use the bathroom, come back. All the food comes from McDonald's. <laughs> Because it's time-stamped on the receipt, and that's how we prove it, to the Guinness Book of Record. No. We th- no. I cannot be in a car Why don't with we just all get together week? and stick a fork in our eyes? <laughs> <laughs> you came pretty close to saying, I thought saw you re- very close to, you're sitting there thinking, is Gene so stupid he doesn't remember he's advanced this idea one, Many two, times. maybe three times Many before? Times. <laughs> Nice try there, Calvin. Nice try. It's a new, it's a new summer, Megan. You always got to see it. <laughs> you, you are, I tell you what, there's not many people as tenacious as you. you, well, you want to Why know don't you just do it? Do it, just And do when it. you just come back, tell us announce all it. about it. Yeah. Announce that you did it. Yeah. You know my problem. You <laughs> even mention it on the podcast. Gene drove a car. Said, drove a car around the country, a rental, and it's the most miles ever put on a rental in one week. Boy, it sounds like a hell of a night. It sounds like an adventure. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking, and I, this is my own theory, that we are given by God. And I'm, we we're given by God. I was going to say by Jesus, but I, no. No, we are given by <laughs> Yahweh. No, hold on. No, that's fine. By Yahweh. No, that's Yahweh. By God. No, we are given by God, I think, and I'd like to know what you guys mm. think, a finite amount of creativity. So you got what you got. So you picture, got a finite amount. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that. And yeah. when, it's, uh, when it's over, it's over. Yours is gone. It There's got no used. more. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, tomorrow I'll be as creative as I was last year no. or yesterday. No. I think you've so I don't quote. really have any more ideas. That's very yeah. true and yeah. evident from the ideas that you pitch. <laughs> and shall we so thank man. God for that blessing? Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen to Yahweh. No more ideas. <laughs> Jerry, did you watch The Royal Wedding? I loved it. I, I did. did too. I, I, yeah, I, I admit we got up at uh, six in the morning. Yeah, we stayed up. It was and long. We night. had tea and crumpets. And, um, we had cucumber sandwiches. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we watch it. I we, we, totally into it. And, you know, being um, there was a little nostalgia being born in Britain. But it was just so cool because it was the merging of cultures and it also shows that culture is always ahead of institutions. It's always more progressive. Institutions, by definition, have rules, norms, and that's what makes the institution. And to change it, there's always a really long, tough process to do it, so there's resistance. But culture is just made up of the people who happen to be living there, and their stories that they pass on, and their interests, and their lives, and their modernity. what we're seeing is in Great Britain, which is this grand institution of the monarchy, the people are 
way ahead. And they're moving the institution. All of a sudden, biracial, young people, different kind of music, much more open. Divorcee. Yeah. Divorcee, yeah. yeah. American. And it's, and American. It, right. And it's kind of like, that's, that was a great, because the part I loved is we heard the music uh, that was Megan's influence on the uh, white, the American music. Uh, Stand by me. Stand, Stand by, by me. me. Yeah. And all that, that, that was her. And then right away, um, we heard God Save the Queen. Mm -hmm. And it was like, wow, that's, that's cool. a magical mo moment. We don't get that in America because in America, there is, we don't have the difference between the government and the state. Right. We don't have a difference between the politics and the state. In England, they have the monarchy. That's Great Britain. And you can have different politicians. They can argue about different issues, but it's the state. The president is the state in America or the yeah. representative of it. And so, therefore, the state has no consistency. Right. It just changes with whoever the president happens to be. And it's, it's kind of like every once in a while, it was kind of nice to see that. Because I don't know, the closest thing we get is Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> you when know, all Americans <laughs> are sharing the same Regardless experience. Of background. When does the whole country kind of, yeah, that's kind of neat. You know, so you know, I, I enjoyed it's it. It's funny. I liked it. My, my wife, like you guys both, loved it. Yeah. Talked about it, watched it, got up early. And I'm not making a joke when I say this. I hate the monarchy. I hate the fact of nothing. It has nothing to do with England. It's any yeah, country. Yeah. I hate that. Mm -hmm. Who in the F are they that they get all of that? I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. Now, by the way, as a Catholic, I've argued the same thing about the Pope. The Pope, sure. And the Vatican. To me, it's exactly the same. I hate it. Now, I'm not going to do anything about it except <laughs> bitch, yeah. but I don't respect it. I, and I, I get the tradition and all that. And by the way, you are, and people should know this, we've said it before, you were born in England. You're mm. very, very much an American, American mm. citizen, all that. You were just a small child when you left. But I have felt that way every time there, I get you know, it. I just hate that My stuff. politics agrees with you. My politics says, but I do think it's important, and I'm sounding awfully conservative on this, I realize, but I think institutions have value, that something is there just because the history has put it there, and there is at least that boundary, because when you have no institutions, we're running into what's happening now. Ah, eh, the courts, ah, eh, the free press, uh, you don't have to listen to the president. You don't have to do it. Right. It's like, does anything, is there anything where we say, whoa, you know, why do you stand up when a, you know, when you're a kid, when a, a, a grown-up walks into the room? I mean, some, some of these things we learn, these rules of, let's say, even politeness, or me talking about politeness, but, <laughs> but even those kind of traditions, that's the anchor. Mm -hmm. And then around that, we can... Oh, well, but, uh, lucky but, for them that they get to be the anchor, because I asked the question, who the hell are they, whoever the hell they are, that they get all that? 
for nothing. Now, by the way, credit to the two (laughs) princes. They're both military guys. I very much respect that. And they made a big deal out of showing. They show up in their uniforms to get married, and that's their attempt to kind of connect with the average person in in England. I just don't get... That's a tradition. I get all of it. I love it. You know, I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, in politics, I, I would agree with everything sure. you're saying. I'm on your side. But on that, and in fairness to the queen, we say, look what she gets. Yep. That is life in a prison. I mean, there's endless it. money. Give me the but, Send me to jail <laughs> that way, yeah. Well, no, I'll she doesn't. It. But she really... There is a distance with her children. There's, you know, there's a sacrifice of family. You don't get that. She always has to be the state. The queen. There are no moments off. Her whole life has been what is the proper thing to do for the state. So that is kind of a sacrifice. I, I don't, you know, I think, frankly, I think Meghan Markle is at some point, just like with Princess Di, at some point, going to say, oh, man, what did I sign up for? Well, she already is a celebrity. Yeah, but that's in America, celebrity, or even any place else. You know, if you're a celebrity... Well, you you, lose... But you do lose... Well, you would know this, and actually, I'm not joking here, I don't know it, but you do lose privacy when you're a celebrity. If you're recognizable, you walk down the street, and and with the Queen of England, it's squared... 50 times because, you know, I agree her whole life. Yeah. But, I mean, she has to do that. Go back into Russian history. They <laughs> line them all up and killed them, the czar and the whole family. Oh, I'm not saying And the they history. were some nasty people. The power, Not the children. The children were victims of what their parents had done. But they were nasty people. They. I don't think monarchy horrible. should run the country. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no. I, I, I came out in favor of America during the Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want everyone to know. I, on the record yeah, for that. I, I'm on the record for that. The monarch no, I don't want them to run. I want them to be a representative. In America, I guess the closest thing we have, frankly, is the flag. You know, that we think is... Sacred. It's special. But, you know, there it's... That's the state. Now, under that, they got the prime minister and the parliament and everybody. They got as rough politics as we have, obviously, Brexit and all that. So their politics is just as, you know, uh, a lot of fisticuffs and all that kind of stuff. But it's not such a bad thing as long as they don't have the power to run it, to make the decisions, which, which they don't. But there's some... You pay honor to something. Lucky I, for them. Yeah. Lucky for that uh, group of people, whoever the hell they are. I but if someone came to you, if someone came to you said you could be king, you wouldn't do it. Not, it, that's not a, a chance. It's not I, a good, it's, you I don't can't even go to the it. store shopping if you're queen. I mean, really, I know they get everything, but after a while, you just want to be normal. No, I wouldn't do it. That's not. I a wouldn't life. do it because I wouldn't. Oh, I think I, that's I why know. most of the family gets to be dysfunctional. They don't have normal relationships. You know, they got a son who's never, Charles Jerry, has never been hugged by his mom yeah. or whatever. I mean, it's I like. I think they <laughs> argue that angle to try to justify their hanging on to all that. Because I, I do hear that, you know, like, oh, it's not such an easy job. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Give me that job. I mean, I wouldn't take the it. Job the job isn't tough. It, the life is horrible. The li- no, the life. The life. Yeah. You could, because you could say that about the Vanderbilts. We just visited the Biltmore, Bonnie and I, a few Beautiful. weeks back. And the Biltmore, it, 
would be an example of the closest thing you have to royalty in America. They, sure. were, the, they were called the robber barons. Mm -hmm. And they were around in the Industrial Revolution. And they raped the F out of America in many ways. And they also made America great in many ways mm -hmm. because they set up a transportation system from sea to shining sea. But what they got for it, and when you study the Vanderbilts, because I have... I came home and I thought, I want to dig into this because it's like royalty. It catches my interest. Mm -hmm. Holy crap, these sons, these six children of the second Vanderbilt, but the one that really set the railroads up, they never worked a day in their life. Right, I know. They just built, built more and they built places up in Connecticut. And they, I'm sure, um, argued they had, you know, in their own way, rough lives and it's just well, my, they, they, I'm a real yeah. populist about this stuff. and um, <laughs> Yeah, I, but, we don't do it for the people that are in it. And that's where it, the Vanderbilt, that's where it could, that example could be different because those are just private people that all of a sudden want to live this privileged life. No one's doing it because, oh, we just love Elizabeth and she's entitled to. It's, they all recognize. It's the position, it's the title. That's the title. That's, and whoever is born into it, for good, That's for what better, your life for worse. is. Yep. And when King Edward, uh, in 1936, uh, decided, I don't want to give up my life. I want to be able to marry uh, Simpson, was her name? Uh, right. Uh, wanted to marry her. He gave it up, which was a, a, an acknowledgment that, yeah, it's, life isn't so great when you are when you got all that title. He gave up being king. I gave up being well, king. That's why I left it. <laughs> <laughs> He gave it up for love. He gave it up to marry yeah. her. He didn't, I don't know whether or not, I don't know whether or not he gave it up to not be trapped by that life. Oh, no, 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 he did because he loved her, yeah, but he chose day. that over the life of, yeah. yeah. It, it was cool. It's cool. Yeah, yeah it, it, and it, it is. Uh, safe <laughs> oh, I respect that. I mean, no. you came, <laughs> your, your early roots are in England, yeah. and I respect the people who see it that way, and, uh, and it's in one of those things. It's got two sides to it. And, uh, and, but but anyway. I love your populism and, and everything well, else I'm with you. Well, you know, it's just, I see it. We got Dog Yop coming up. Yeah. They're really good. And they have been here before. And uh, wait till you hear them because oh, it's a so sitar cool. yeah. and another instrument. But it's just got this different. Very, very, very different sound. That's the in, uh, the instrument that Ravi Shankar. Ravi Shankar yeah. and got was made popular partially because of the Beatles, Beatles because they yeah. embraced him and uh, and my good friend Paul. Yeah. And your good friend your good Paul. <laughs> it's going to be on the podcast, Jared. You call him. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Dog Yop, one of the members, the guy that plays the sitar, told us that of course he knew. You know, Ravi Shankar probably cause the people in America who do play it to play it. Sure. Yeah. Introduced it. That's how they yeah. found yeah. out about it. Yeah. So uh, what wanted to ask you, Jerry, uh, there's so much, every time we come in here, there's more and more stuff, legal stuff about Donald Trump. And it will play out until the whole Mueller investigation is over, whenever that would be. But we've come up now on a year of that. We're now past that benchmark. Uh, and I know a lot of Democrats, and I'm an avid Democrat, you are too, we yep. all are, and sometimes we cheer Donald Trump's legal problems. I hear people doing it sometimes, yep. I feel it. Um, 
What's your wisdom on whether that is okay to do, not okay? What, what's your analysis? Yeah, I'm having that discomfort as well. And because I notice I do it, like I'll be watching MSNBC and there's another story about Trump and you, you because we're partisan, you get caught up into it. Hey, listen, honey, come here, listen to what they're saying. And it's almost like, oh my gosh, I'm rooting for him to be in trouble. And I think, I think there's something wrong with that. And there are a number of reasons why I think we should be careful about that. I'm, I don't want Trump to be president, but I don't want Trump to be president based on competency and the issues, that he's not good for the issues that we care about. So I want the political process to be the reason he's not president. I want the voters to be the reason he's not president. I don't want to start using our court system to decide who our leaders in America are going to be. Now, let's look at it like this. Trump's goal, obviously, is to stay in office. That's the goal. And what is his strategy? The strategy is all these analysts, I think we don't need all of that. It's very simple. He's got to hold on to 34 senators and then he can never be removed from office. Don't even worry about impeachment. All impeachment does is set up the trial. And then it's up to the Senate to vote him out. And it needs two-thirds, which means it needs 67 senators out of the 100. So if he has 34 senators that are going to stick with him, all this other stuff doesn't matter in terms of him still being president. It doesn't mean that when he's out... They can't indict him for things or whatever. But he's still president if he can hold on to just 34 senators. That is his audience. So how can he get 34, and let's face it, there'd be Republican senators to stay with him, even with bad news coming out, even with evidence from Mueller or whatever? His whole goal, and we talked a little bit about this a couple of weeks ago, is to make everything that's happening look partisan. It, if he makes it look like, well, the Democrats want me out, and this is why they're pushing this stuff, and Mueller and the FBI, they're partisan. The media, it's partisan. It's fake news. Even if what he's saying is not true, if he can convince people that like Trump, people that are Republicans, just a portion of the Republicans, make them believe that this is a partisan fight. Oh, all these politicians do it. All these politicians will talk to someone who has dirt on the opposing candidate. So the guy came from Russia. So the guy came from, uh, you know, some Arab country. Big deal. You know, it, that's politics. If enough people can buy into that, and remember, it doesn't have to be a majority, just has to be a few Republicans, then what he's done is he's given Republican senators from Republican states cover. They then don't have to answer, well, what about what Mueller found? What about what the com committee investigations found? The Republican can simply say, well, everybody knows that's purely partisan. 
and then people that, you know, like Trump and want Trump to still be in, or the Republican Party that doesn't want to lose the presidency and doesn't want to lose Congress and everything else, they'll simply say, yep, that's the story we'll give. During the campaign season, we'll simply say it's all partisan. Every time you raise the issue, it's partisan. That's not what the American people care about. They don't care what his finances were. That's his whole strategy. 34 senators is all he has to hold on to, and all this other stuff, as fascinating as it is, as much as we cheer or don't cheer, whatever, it's irrelevant. It will not get rid of Trump. So that's the first reason that I don't like this cheering stuff, because it's, it's playing into his hands. But there's a bigger reason I don't like this cheering stuff. We're a democracy. Think of how we felt when Trump and Michael Flynn were standing up at the Republican convention, lock her up, lock her up. And all of a sudden, issues aside, it just got to be, oh my gosh, this is America. We're starting to say we're going to lock up our opponents? That Someone we don't want to be in office, just lock them up? They do that in third world countries where they have dictators. That's a dictatorship. You lock up your opponent. Sometimes you even kill them. So it's like, what are we doing? We've got to beat Trump on the issues. You want to talk the issues, then we can talk about, you know, guns and health care and immigration, the economy tax reform, all this stuff, that's what's important because if we try to, if we just get rid of Trump because we want to lock him up, well, then you got Pence. And basically, we gave the Republicans a free pass because we didn't make them have to defend their issues on issues that are clearly against what every poll shows most Americans want. You see, if we all talk about lock Trump up, we're going to get Pence. And Pence isn't going to do anything about guns. Nothing's going to change. So it not only is a bad strategy for not having Trump be president, but it's bad for America. We got to get away from this you know, just hating people that we're opposed to on the issues. And if it isn't violence, then put them in jail. It's just not healthy. It's not, it's, it, it, I would argue it's not American. It's not what we're about. And it, it doesn't cure any issue that we really care about. Wouldn't it be a shame if we waste these couple of years now only talking about that and nothing happens on guns, nothing happens on immigration, nothing happens on health care? That's not going to be the issue at all. And you know what? There are probably a whole bunch of right-wingers that just love this. This is great. You don't think the NRA loves this stuff that's all going on? Fine, let them be talking about, you know, what Mueller found, this, that, and the other. They don't have to go around. They don't have to give a speech about guns at all. After this last shooting, you didn't hear a thing. So that's the point I wanted to make today, is that stop 
we have to stop cheering if Trump is in legal trouble. Let the courts deal with that. Let, you know, let the legal system, whatever happens, happens. We have to stay focused on the political issues, on what's going to make this a better country. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, like Jean said at the top of our show, this evening we have with us Dog Yop. And I, don't, I, know, I know I didn't say that right. Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> Welcome back. It's good to yes. see you again. Good to be back. When somebody straps on a sitar, it's not like picking up a, a mandolin or something. Right. You know? It's a little yeah. different. <laughs> are, you guys, are you from Cincinnati? Yeah. yeah. Okay, excellent. Are you playing around here anytime soon? Uh, let's see. Uh, the next time is the Bewilder Bell. Fest at Urban Bell Artifact. Oh, cool. Um, and then Bellwether Fest. Very um, cool. In northern Ohio. Very, very cool. That, yeah, that's really huge. Can that fire anything? It's <laughs> yeah. really cool. It's beautiful. So the first song that you're going to share with us this evening is I Want to Be a Dog. Yep, that's right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. 
be true Where all the cats run away Don't wanna be the sea Okay, second, what are we listening to now? Frosty Morn, is that correct? Yeah, Frosty Morn. I thought this would be fun to do. It's an old um, traditional uh, American folk song, instrumental. We first heard a local group, um, the Tillers, do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, we know the Tillers. Where do you learn to I was going to say, what made, you, what, did, what made you want to play it, and where did you learn to play it? Yeah, Mom, can I have one of those? Who do you go to? To, <laughs> to learn. Yeah, I, kind of, except my parents thought I was a little nuts when I finally asked for a sitar. They were like... Okay, we got to put a stop to this. <laughs> yeah. We got you a guitar. <laughs> That's about enough yeah. there. And who did you find to teach you? Uh, nobody. Really? I, um, I saved up actually watching dogs and mowing lawns, and uh, I just saved up a lot. They helped me out a little bit, my parents, even though they were unsure of what it even was, and I ordered it online uh, through this college in California oh, okay. uh, called the Ali Akbar College of Music, and Ali Akbar played with Ravi Shankar, and you were right, you, you nailed it right on the head with Ravi Shankar really introducing the West to the sitar, if it weren't for him, and then George Harrison, who I heard, I heard George Harrison play it on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, mm -hmm. Right, right, yeah. and I was like, what is that thing? Yeah. And I just met Rob, I was a freshman in high school, and I thought it was an electronic instrument, because the sound was so nuts, and he's like, nope, that's a sitar, and you got to check out Ravi Shankar, and it took a while to get it in tune, but then uh, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but I've actually altered this one to be able to play more Western music. Um, I've added frets so that it's chromatic. Typically, there are uh, some whole step jumps here, here, and along down the neck. And um, I invented this strap when we were living in Newport together, and then I also made a capo that uh, I don't think I'll be using, but it, it's functional. No, when you go through airport security. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, no. the guy's going to say, what is that? And, and then why? you're going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a sitar. Yeah. And, like, and I always like watching it go through the x-ray. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was driving through Kansas once, though, and they pulled me over. I was moving across the country, and the police officer 
was like, what is that thing? And he made me get it out, and I played it for him on the side of the highway. (laughs) 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 He he had no, his mind was blown. That's a great story. That's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. Um, No ticket. (laughs) No ticket. I was like moving to California. I had no shirt on, hair longer than this. And I saw him pull someone over, and we made eye contact, and I'm like, yep. Here it goes. He's coming for me. <laughs> well, let's hear uh, Frosty Morn. Frosty Morn. Okay, Excellent. Sing some down by the riverside with Mr. Springer here. Let's do it. Oh, let's, oh yes. Oh yes. The cops are going to pull you over for this too. <laughs> He's here. Isn't it true you were singing with Springer? Won't be so lean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and tell us. I'm sorry, guys. Tell us real quick where we can find your music. All right, online. Uh, on Spotify, iTunes. Excellent. Uh, Dogyup.com. Awesome. And that's D A W G Y A W P, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. Don't lay down my heavy load. Down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. I won't lay down my heavy load. Down by the riverside. You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery. Recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. I ain't gonna study